Hey, hey, you're listening to Wannabe, a Spice Girls podcast. I'm John. I'm James. And you are about to listen to a full episode about Miss Jerry Halliwell, a.k.a. Ginger Spice. Oh, the one and only. We're recording during the day today. It's a little strange. Yeah, it's a little strange. I think we should actually be up front and just mention that we are going to be pre-recording a few of our next episodes. So some of our Spice news and things like that may be off, but... Just don't worry too much about it. Just enjoy, 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 as you usually do. Now, can you tell them the reason that we are pre-recording? Well, we have a lot going on. We're both very busy next week. One, two, I'm going on vacation for... Nine weeks? Eight weeks. So Only eight. But I'm with you for one of them, so that we'll be recording together then, at least. That's true. I mean, Um, I am going on vacation for two weeks, but... (laughs) (laughs) Which is, it's summertime, almost. This is what people do in the summer. They go on vacation. It's true. Calm down. How has your weekend been? Um, just busy, busy, busy. I mean, I really won't go too much into it because it's kind of boring, but I just have a lot of work on just trying to get organized before I go. Yes. No, same. I will say, as much as I love Coca-Cola, I just made you try oh. the new orange vanilla Coke. It is disgusting. It really is vile. And I hate to say anything negative about Coke because I really love Coca-Cola, but this <laughs> Coca-Cola should not have been made. I, well, honestly, I don't like any flavored Coca-Cola. You don't like cherry Coke? Uh, I mean, well, that's a kind of a classic. So I feel like that came early on in the, you know, back in the day. But these newfound flavors, I really am not into. Like, if you're going to drink Coke, drink Coke. If you want orange and vanilla, find an orange and vanilla drink. Well, I like I like orange soda and I like vanilla Coke. Um, mm. But whatever happened, didn't Coke do something with lime once? That was I weird. think it's still out there. They have raspberry, lime, I, all sorts of things. It's very bizarre But to that's me. what I love about traveling, actually. like in The different flavors. Well, no, not so much different flavors, but like in South America and Europe, you know, they use real sugar, so it's a little bit different. But also they always serve you with like a wedge of, of lime in oh, your Coke. How fancy. It is fancy. Although I don't like my Coke decanted into a glass. I like to drink straight out of the can. Well, you also hate ice. Exactly. I love ice. And when you're traveling, you should always say, no ice. Sin ice. <laughs> sin ice. Sin, sin yellow. Sin, sin ice, please, because you will get food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I anyway. am actually super, super excited because what I love about doing this podcast is that, you know, as a Spice Girls fan, I just keep discovering new and new things. Oh and God. I'm obsessed with Jerry Hallowell's solo discography. Uh, me too. And so there's, we have so much to cover. Um our avid listeners will know that I'm obsessed with writing things down and making notes for the, these episodes because I just get so confused with all of these spice facts and all of the nostalgia. Which, that... let's do our normal disclaimer. This is not <laughs> going to be us reading from a Wikipedia page. No. We're not doing things in, you know, chronological no, order. This we'll, is we'll us try. having a chat and you're peeking in behind the curtain while we talk. Sometimes we'll get facts wrong. Sometimes we'll get facts right. Sometimes I'll go off in a tangent. I'm yeah. very excited to go off in a tangent, as you know. Although there's no guest here today, so you're not going to let me tangentize. No, we're, we're going to try and stay on track as much as possible. Uh, but before we get into the Jerry stuff, I do feel like we need to touch on some of the Spice Girl news this week. Because th- there's some interesting things that I want to bring up. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of them are quite negative. Um, Such as? And this isn't so much directed at the girls themselves, um, but it, this is directed at anybody who has had a hand in 
the what is happening behind the scenes, oh. the orchestration of everything that we're seeing. You're going to talk about the mailing list. Yes. Well, the mailing list is at the first of my list. Oh, okay. Well, what is what is so your basically list? this week uh, we got a uh, Instagram post, a Twitter post, whatever, uh, from the Spice Girls saying that to join up to their mailing list because we have a great new um, video coming. Uh, that's from back in the day, right? Oh. So first of all, I was like, wait a second, I'm already I already signed up for the mailing list. But I love the picture that they use. It's it's the five oh, it's of them the... in front of like an old nineties computer, which I love. I oh, love the Yeah, it was aspect. great. Look, I've no, again no issue with like that. But I already signed up for a mailing list when their website came out, right? When the tickets were all coming out. I think I'm still part of their email mailing list from, from back in the day. From like two thousand seven <laughs> when I like had to register to get spice. And I'm World assuming you're tickets. not getting emails. I still am. Oh bit, well yeah. may, whoever's maybe in charge of that one's doing a better job. But um so anyway, I had signed up for a mailing list but because I wanted to access to this video that they were promising i was like okay i'll sign up again because it seems like it's a different mailing list anyway did that and then somebody on twitter pointed out that the facts of the video were wrong are you talking about the controversial 2007 versus 1997 yeah yeah i saw that and i got really really excited for a second because i was like oh my god they are going to release the return of the spice girls tour on you know, YouTube That's or something. That's what I thought. I was like, finally, I get yeah. to see the reunion of the Spice Girl tour because I didn't get to see it the first time around. But I think what's happening is, is they're just remastering the Istanbul tour from which 1997, is which is still great. But like... 10 years the, different. Like, you can't be making these mistakes. Like, that's... that's When I used to make these mistakes in the ad agency that I worked in, I would get severely told off, if not fired. <laughs> so, you people behind the scenes really need to do a better job. I'm angry about it. The website's not being maintained. Um, there's like no new... The last updated information was the Spice Girls are coming back to do a world tour. I mean, this is all very worrisome, but... And the tour launches, I believe, in Like two in weeks. a matter of weeks. Actually, less than two weeks, I think. We'll really get to see how it's going. <gasps> and I'm more anxious about that because <sighs> I just want to know that it's high production value... And that they are at top form. And I think I think they will be. I don't think we have anything to really worry about yet. I think they're going to be on top form, in all honesty. I think, again, I'm hoping that whoever's behind the scenes, because whilst they're obviously potentially in charge like of their costumes and things like that, I don't know how much say they have these days. Um, but if they're fully in charge, I think we'll be okay. If there's somebody else that doesn't really understand the Spice Girl world, which is how it comes across to me at the moment with all of these things that are coming. It's like somebody's out there that's running the campaign but doesn't fully understand what Spice Girls is. Do you know Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, um, we met that they released a video on Twitter of their art director who's um, doing set design and all they of this. They did? Thing. I missed that one. Oh, John, you need to see it because it shows a flash. There's like a quick flash and it shows the stage. <gasps> well, how did it look? Describe so it. So basically... Uh, there's obviously a spice circle, um, but it was such a quick fashion. Somebody grabbed a screenshot of it, but it's pixelated. It's hard to tell, but huge screens, you know, uh, there looks like this to be like a big screen going completely over the stage. Good. Like a big circular thing. It looks quite impressive. I will say. Good. Um, That's all I want. But in the same video, we meet the art director and she's in charge of the merch and all of this and the other, and obviously in charge of the website. And I'm not happy with her. You think she's in charge of the website too? 
well, if she's an art director, she's she's overseeing everything. They probably I mean, aside outsource from a that director. to like some agency. They outsource, but if you are an art director, like I'm a creative director, if you are the creative director or art director in charge, anything that goes out goes past your eyes and you sign off on it. And it doesn't if you unless you sign off on it. So you you are always held accountable. And I'm just saying. Well, what other complaints do you have? Um, I have a complaint about the vinyl record that they're releasing of their greatest hits. With the cheap cover? With the cheap cover. Guys, we're not here for this. It looks like I could have made it in like Microsoft Paint. All you needed to do was just grab the cover of Spice Up Your Life and stick it on the vinyl. (laughs) That's really all you needed to do anyway. So there are just things that I'm a little bit upset about. And I think we're pumping enough money into this as, as fans that we need a better and glossier and more vibrant product. We need something, like, we need an unreleased track. We need some new music. Like, I'm still hoping for, like, a surprise drop. Now, obviously not, they're not going to drop an album because we would know. not enough time. But, like, just one little, like, magic thing. That's the thing. But even just a photo, even just a photo shoot of, like, a real, you know, really embracing their characters again, Getting Jerry in a freaking red hair. I'm sick and tired of the of this blonde, like prim and proper Jerry. Well, I mean, no, I'm. It's not a very long tour, so this like it's. I think it's only like what. L'Oreal does semi permanent hair dyes. She doesn't need to dye her hair forever. She can wash <laughs> it out after the end of the tour. No, dye your Jerry hair can red. be. D- Jerry can no, be blonde. I'm angry about it. No. You called me on one today. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? Well, do you have any more complaints before we take a break and really dive into Miss? Hello, no, I don't have any any complaints. But to lead into uh, Jerry Halliwell, we should recognize that it's been 20 years this week since Look At Me came out. Happy 20th anniversary. I, I mean, 20 years is a long, that long, is. long time. Also, sorry, side note, as I'm remembering, I remember I was watching, I think it was a clip of Mel B rehearsing for the tour. And in the background, they were playing that the, the space song. Oh, um, you know which one I'm talking about, of course. Outer Space Girls. Yes, they were playing Outer Space Girls, and I'm like, that would be a very that, random choice. I mean, unless there's like a just like a little segue to it, if you're like um, trying to get from one set to another set, like it's during a merge, you know, like I'd be yeah, kind yeah, of transition. fine. I'd be kind of fine about hearing random music during transitions. That's no, completely course, fine. Of course. Um, also, uh, you just made, reminded me there was. Did you see the video on Twitter of Emma? Um, having a go at either Mel B or Jerry. Shut, shut the like, fuck up, Mel B. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Melanie. I think she <laughs> made me so happy. I couldn't tell what was going on. I there couldn't. I so couldn't quick. tell if it was like somebody if they were doing a behind the scenes or somebody just randomly caught it. Like I recognize their outfits. I will say, like I kind of yeah. recognize the outfits in the era. Um, shut the fuck up, <laughs> Melanie. It was so funny. That's kind of how I feel about you a lot of the time. Uh, well, yeah. shut the fuck up, John. That's true. <laughs> And I remember uh, Emma's husband, Jay Jones, commented on Twitter saying, that's how she talks, exactly. swears like a sailor. But, uh, you know, that's why we love her. She smells sweetly, but she will. She released she... her new music video this week, too. She did. She did. And loved it. Loved the uh, whole nostalgia element of it. Uh, very high production value. And I, I genuinely like the song. Yeah, it's um, good. She sounds great. They harmonize well. She I always like them. sounds great. I like them as a couple. They've been together for 20 for a years. a very long time. Is it 20 years? I think it's 20 years. Yeah, I would say so. Well, it's around that. A lot of 20s. A lot of 20s. We're not 20, though. Um, so, take a break and come back and really dig into all of this ginger, ginger world. We'll be right back. Woohoo! 
Welcome back to Wannabe, a Spice Girls podcast. I'm James. You almost said I'm John, didn't you? I did almost say it. Well, you're James, I'm John, and we're here to talk about Miss Jerry Ginger Spice Hallowell Horner. As John mentioned before the break, how excited he was to delve into this. Me too. Because, like, they're obviously like the classics and the hits that I absolutely love. Um, But I was really just remembering all this old stuff and going through and just really realizing that she did a really good job after she left the Spice Girls. She did. And I actually like really, in contrast to Mel B's solo catalog, like I really am falling in love with this catalog. It's like the first time I'm hearing a lot of these songs and they're great. But let's backtrack Uh, because let's talk about Jerry. We've said a lot of times that she was kind of the essence of the Spice Girls. She kind of developed the brand. She kind of developed the messaging. She spearheaded the whole thing in my opinion. Spearheaded the whole thing. What is your favorite Jerry Spice Girls? And I knew this was coming, obviously, because we've done it for all of the others in each solo episode. I have no answer for this one either, to Um, be honest. It's difficult because what I started to realize, and this isn't obviously a... I don't want this to come across rudely, but she doesn't have any real standouts in any of the songs because she doesn't actually ever sing for that long. Like she, You're she right. has little bits and pieces, which is funny because her solo stuff is actually quite good. Exactly, but but I feel like within the Spice Girls, she's used in a different way. Um, but just some of my highlights, I will say um, that her Spanish rapping, if you can't dance, oh, is by f- Macho. De vi otro día, de día mucha mucha alegría. Escucha la música. Ay madre mía, qué chico, tú no tienes nada. And then I don't remember the rest, but it's it's too much. It's so good. Like, that's very iconic. Hey, macho. So uh, that for me is definitely something where I think Jerry shines. If I had to pick two songs where I think she's great in, it's Who Do You Think Think You you Are? are. Me too. And also, I really like her little bit in Too Much. Ah, same. Mm, I think because her voice sounds quite sultry quite sexy in that song and i think that when she leans into that it's quite nice yes um and then as as well on the flip side with her doing such a good job in who do you think you are because she's quite she's got quite a comedian fun fun fun. element to it which is obviously what that song is and she's also great in ladies of amp oh of course but again it's the theatrics it is it is the theatrics um and i do appreciate her in naked even though she just talks basically Naivety and child. Yeah, I think that, that's one of those songs that like you like you wouldn't think it would be good, but like when you listen to it, it's so, it's so fucking good. good. It's so good, and I get and I think because she sets it up well, and obviously she's using a sultry, sexy voice, and I, I, I don't want to say look, I, this is gonna come out weird because I almost she's obviously not an underrated Spice Girl. Hello, she's like the main Spice. She broke the Spice, but vocally within the Spice Girls. I think she was actually underrated because when you break out and see a solo, she kind of almost wipes the floor with their solo careers. It, from a fun aspect, from a pure pop aspect. With the exception of... of Emma. Emma and Mel C. <laughs> but like Mel C, I, I almost consider well, like... It's hard. I like. I don't mean to say this without sounding rude, but like Mel C, I consider like an actual yes vocalist. Well, Not that I don't with Emma, but no, no. like Mel C is like. Well, she's a serious artist. Exactly, I and think I think that's the what I'm others have elements of fun about them. Like they have, of course, Emma is a serious artist in her own right, but she's. I think because she has that more playfulness to her, and she has. Um, her songs are obviously just a bit more pop at the end of the day, whereas Mel C, I feel like, drove away from that. She's obviously more rock. Yes. Um, but Jerry, of course, is, I think, the ultimate pop 
diva from the Spice Girls. Well, I know you like a chill Ibiza classics, and she has plenty of chill Ibiza songs. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know what you mean. You mean that kind of like low-key dance music. Yes. Right? So, obviously, Jerry left in May of 1998, <sighs> and it was a hard day for and all of us. And if you really want to f- um, go back and see how we feel about that, you could go and listen to the... Uh, Goodbye episode. Goodbye. Because uh, we get really down in the dumps about it. But because we get high energy today, we were not going to focus too much on the leaving. No. Um, but bef- can I just say, before we go, I know we tend to jump all over the place. But before we talk about her leaving the Spice Girls, can we talk her even about her before the Spice Girls? Because she's ha- she had quite a few interesting things happen to her before the Spice Girls. Tell me. She was a one of those model slash presenters on like T- deal, on deal or no deal. Uh, let's make a deal. <laughs> let's make a deal. Yes. Uh, and she she was like, what do they call them? Like when they stand there and like point at the things. <laughs> I don't know what that is. A model. I don't, a model. A presenter. Model? Um, but she did that. On that show, and I saw a clip on YouTube today, and she she looked great, and she looked very in her element, and I fully appreciated it. Well, I think the thing that I love about Jerry and Mel B is that I think they are tenacious. Oh, ten- tenacious! tenacious. <laughs> <laughs> ten- I was about to say tenacity, tenacious, hardworking women that Absolutely. know how to work with what they have and will stop at nothing to. Absolutely let their voices be heard. And I think that is the essence of a Spice Girl. Yeah, it's and I think that Jerry, be heard. I think Jerry, you can sort of see that from a pre-Spice Girl, Jerry, like she was really willing to do whatever. She was willing to be on TV. She was willing to do this, but she, d- she did do um, page three. What is page three? So <laughs> is that like page six? N- absolutely not. Page three is a, is obviously page three in a uh, tabloid. But it's one of our not so great tabloids. Like an in actual inquirer. I, I wouldn't really know to be honest. I mean, probably even worse than that. Um, and so basically on page three, they always have a girl topless or naked. Um <laughs> So she was Oh yeah, I remember her naked pictures leaked. Yeah, and so that was that was from her page three. She was on page three. So it's literally just just a page of just a girl naked. So this is something that they just sell in grocery stores? Like, like it's literally you can I don't know if they still do it now, but like in throughout my childhood. Well she was nineteen when she did this, so and age. Exactly. And we, I think we all have had those moments where you would be willing to be photographed naked for some money. Right. <laughs> Or for free, because let's, <laughs> shall we talk about this, the Thanksgiving photo that we did? <laughs> we didn't see your bits. There were no giblets. No, but filming that, I mean, if your neighbor's across the, the way. So just for a bit of context, um, I put out a Thanksgiving card quite some time ago now, uh, me and my husband. And then I asked John if he would be the turkey atop the table. <laughs> And uh, so it's like a heavily photoshopped card where I've like compositioned us into, you know, back in the older days. And uh, but John had to get on my dining table fully naked, fully um, in the sort of position of a turkey. Fully. (laughs) And we didn't close the blinds. (laughs) No, crouched like a turkey, squeezed my little my little body together. And then ass was just out for the entire world to see. Yep. And there was no stuffing in there. There was no stuffing there in that no turkey. There was no stuffing in that turkey. <sighs> oh so people do as... Yeah, so, you know, you and Jerry do have a little something in common there. I mean, I certainly didn't pay you for that. 
Uh, no, and I'll do anything <laughs> to get a to little get bit naked. of camera. I demand that my voice gets heard. Exactly. So you, you have that in common with Jerry and uh, Mel B with the tenacity there. Yes. With the work ethic. So, okay. Uh, right. So she leaves the Spice Girls May 1988. Mm-hmm. 1999, we get her first solo single, Look at Me. And it Amazing. Was Absolutely incredible. Now, I, th- I don't remember liking it at the time oh, because, again, opposite. I was 12 years old. This was back in 1999. Mm. I thought it was cool, but I was like, mm, why isn't she with the Spice Girls? Like, it's a little weird. This feels like a betrayal. Um, so I think I had to deal with those emotions first. But, like, as a adult, sort of, <laughs> I quite like Look At Me. Like, I think I mean, it's a great I, introduction I to her solo career. for me, I, like... Obviously was older than you at the time. So I felt like I understood that she'd left the Spice Girls. And there was quite some time from her leaving to her releasing Look At Me. that, And she sort of disappeared. Um, and then when she came back, it was such a strong... Like, Look At Me is such a strong way to come back. Um, the song was sounded so different to anything at the time. And still does, quite frankly. But, but the music video itself, I think, is where the iconic... Well, I couldn't fucking find it because for some reason it's not on YouTube. Oh, no. It's not, and again, I say this every episode, but anytime we try and find anything Spice Girl related on YouTube in America, you cannot find anything. Well, we're usually complaining about Spotify, and actually all three of her albums are on Spotify. Yeah, I know, <laughs> which is great. Um, but I did a deep dive into the... Dark web. Dark web, and found it on a, I think it might have even been a Brazilian site. Oh, well, you know, Brazilian <laughs> fans are the best. <laughs> and uh, so I got, I got to look at it again, but I will say most of it's kind of emblazoned in my brain anyway. I think it was like came out that time of such a crossover time for me of like going into adulthood or manhood or whatever you want to call it um that i remember absolutely everything about the music video. was it in black and white the entire it was thing? in black and white it, the entire thing until her funeral uh, where she lays ginger to rest and then the sheet comes off and she's like laying in the coffin but she's like full color and then it switches back to black and white why is this not on youtube why is there no jerry hallowell vivo what the fuck she, is going on? She, she has a her, lot of music videos. They're all great. Can I just yes, say? Yes, like, absolutely. They're all great. High production value, the great stories. Like she, and I mean, we did Mel, Mel B last week, and she does have a, a Vivo channel, but there's only three videos on there because that's all she really had. Well, exactly. But why? Where is Ginger's Vivo? Ginger, don't Ginger lose your Vivo. tenacity now. Like we need, <sighs> we need you. But so let's talk a little bit more about this music video. So she has a few different characters. Uh, there's the virgin, the vamp, the bitch. And there is a fourth one, and I really cannot remember. The nun? The nun. Is that not the virgin? Oh, no, because the virgin is in the wedding dress. So the nun. I think so. Yeah. Yes, no, it's a vamp, a bitch, a virgin, and a sister. Oh, a sister. A.K.A. a nun. So I'm not crazy in my memory there. It was filmed in Czech Republic of all places. Yeah, it has that vibe to it. Lots of great architecture yeah. in the video. Um but listen, I think it was such a bold, it was such a bold video in the sense that, like, she was literally like laying Ginger to rest in the video. Do you remember this? Yes. So obviously, whilst we have the different personas and they're all kind of doing their different thing, the thing that runs throughout all of it is that it's Ginger's funeral, and that's kind of like harsh. <laughs> uh, absolutely, but I think that's what she was trying to do at the time. She was obviously not happy with the Spice Girls. She. We still will never really know the full story, but she wanted to break away from her persona, and that was the best way to do it, although I'm not sure that's what fans wanted. 
No, but I think that, in essence, I actually don't think she ever did pull away from her persona because, if anything, her solo career is even more camp than the Spice Girls itself. Well, that's the thing, and that's what I want to get to right at the top of talking about her first album, Schizophonic, which for a long time I thought was Schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. Well, it, that's a call to play on words, Charles. It, it is, <laughs> but as a child, I didn't know what the fuck that was. Well, of course not. The thing about that album, which is so great about it, is that it sounds like a Spice Girls album, which f- goes further to show that she was, in fact, the essence behind the Spice Girls. Exactly. If you had just added the other girls to some of those tracks, it would have it would have felt ben, like a full Spice Girls album. A hundred percent. And I, I think you're right in what you're saying, is that you pull her out of the Spice Girl mix and I think it she can t- but that's why I'm saying she she didn't really get rid of the ginger persona because if anything it just followed exactly. her she and just think, is she just is but that's kind of where there's a disconnect with the Spice Girls and Jerry it's that if anything after Jerry left the Spice Girls tried to go in a completely different direction with the Forever album that was so R&B and so adult that they kind of lost track of their brand whereas Jerry who should have moved away from from mm-hmm. her Spice Girls brand stayed in, in it. it and the two i mean you know how the, the spice girls are magic because they're all together exactly so it's just funny when i think about that well exactly but and i think if, if you uh, so let's take for instance like now so now we have four spice girls also but victoria's the one that's gone and Jin, and jerry's the the one that's back when you think about the forever era when it was jerry that was gone and look at the two let literally run them parallel the forever era isn't to me like Spice Girls. Like it's not traditional. No, it's not traditional. It's a different. It's a different iteration of Spice Girls. It's still very much part of the Spice Girls canon. Oh, of course, of course. But it's 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 different. Like when I listen to this album, Schizophonic, it's very much a Spice Girls re- uh, record. I mean, hundred percent. All of the, all of the songs on there could have easily been just recorded by the Spice Girls. I and did... a lot of those songs ended up going to number one for Jerry, with the exception of "Look at Me," which which went to number two. Well, I think because I mean, I don't know what was at number one at that time. Boy Zone. Oh, okay, they ruin everything. I mean, the Boy Zone is so successful. I know um, nothing about them here. Do in the you? US. Does it say what song it was by Boy Zone by chance? Um, let me look at um, that for you. But I, I mean, if you're going to be pipped at the post by anybody at that era, Boyzone for sure would have been there. Boyzone, you needed me. Oh, God. See, now that's a Boyzone song I don't even really remember. Yeah. There's so many Boyzone songs that I do remember, but that one I do not. And but the reason that they got it, by the way, was more of a technicality because more copies of Look At Me by Jerry were sold but Boyzone released two CD singles uh. of You Needed Me. So there's two different versions. So fans had to buy both. Uh, and that's what okay. propelled them to win. So Interesting. In my head, Jerry. Jerry, you know. I mean, definitely. And But I will say that possibly what could have also been a part of that is because it was such a different sound to anything at the time. Like even when like you listen to Look At Me Now, it's, it's quite unusual sounding it's quite very theatrical yeah absolutely. And you don't really get that kind of music even nowadays no it's it's a fun i'd say like throwback 60s kind of record with it almost sounds like a sequel to stop if i had to pick a song to oh. to follow it sounds like really? stop happened and then look at me is the baby of stop in a weird that way that doesn't to me. make any sense to me whatsoever that's the I way think I look feel. at me almost has a lady uh, the lady is a vamp vibe to it it does in a way. It absolutely does. But the lady in the vamp, the lady in the vamp, the lady is <laughs> a vamp is such like a, it's such a unique track. I don't know. I can't really, 
I don't know where to put Lady is a Vamp in, in the world. Well, it's theatrical. I know that much. Of course. Um, but I will say that I'm very surprised. I mean, maybe it's because you haven't watched the video recently because you can't find it. But I'm very shocked that we didn't segue to Madonna during this conversation. I didn't watch the video. Well... Let me tell you that Jerry Halliwell was the original Madame X because she has four different personas. And she's like, I'm the bitch. I'm the vixen. I'm the um, uh, vamp, sorry. Uh, Virgin and the sister. Like, she's the original. But who was the virgin first? Well. Madonna. And actually, Jerry has said that Madonna is one of her, like, big influences, so. Yes, but what I'm saying is, is I think that Jerry influenced the Madame X. Well, Jerry influenced a lot of things. I mean, we'll get to it, but. Um... No, I know. There's a lot. I actually have uh, that note as well. There's a lot of cultural references uh, from current pop stars that I've noticed in all of Jerry's music videos. And I feel like somewhere she's, you know, intercepted everybody's creative Imagination. Because she's amazing. She's amazing. Now, um, the second single, Mi Chico Latino, is so fucking good. Listen, this is, I'm going to say, my absolute most favorite Jerry Halliwell song. Obviously, I have all of the exciting songs that I like to listen to, but this one specifically is absolutely my favorite. I think I would have to agree. I think Mi Chico Latino is such a perfect like pop song of it's that so time. It's so good. It's Everything is so good about it. The music video is like a gay man's dream. She's on a yacht. She looks gorgeous. She has gay men dancing all around her. Maybe not gay men, but well, really they gay essentially men. are. Um, and um, she was more blonde in this area. I know you're upset with her for going no, no, blonde. She, I, she actually wasn't blonde in this era. She was. Um, it was. It was like a strawberry. She, blonde. she was strawberry blonde. She had toned down the red, and I'm fine about that because I just think. This video specifically, I think she just looks very attractive. Like she seriously looks so good. Her hair is very mermaid-esque. She's like, I just absolutely love this music video. And the song, I get, like, it's so well written. It's so well written. I agree. It's it's a fun pop song. Um, and I do think this song is actually how I learn Spanish. Okay, well, she doesn't speak very much Spanish. She does. Mi chico latino. <laughs> <laughs> and she does that again. She does another Spanish rap. She does another Spanish rap. This is when she's at her best. <laughs> I don't disagree with um, you. She gets out a little guitar, remember? And she's like, Sueño, you que pelo peño. I don't know. I wish words. people could see what you're doing right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the third single was called Lift Me Up. And oh, again, just, okay. well, do you have anything else you want to say about No, I just, I mean, it's just so it's absolutely so my favorite song that I thought we would just like reminisce about. No, because so it's so, it's so. You know, when you love something and we're both in agreement, it's like, okay, we love it. We love it. We love it. Let's yeah, talk but, about some weird things. Okay. Well, which is lift but me actually, up. before we do this, I will, I'm actually, I'm going to stop you because we always get shit spoken about us because we don't focus on the B sides. Right. So Machico Latino had two very, <laughs> you sound like you just made that one word. Machico Latino. <laughs> me, me, I know. I'm not saying I'm not giving it justice. Machico Latino. Okay. Much better. Um, so it had actually two fantastic uh, B-sides on it. And I'm going to assume that you didn't delve into those or check those Don't today. assume. Was one of them called Gay? G-A-Y, yes. One of them, which in brackets, good as you. And the other one was Summertime. So G-A-Y sounds like Lady Gaga stole for G-U-Y. Yes. G-U-Y stands for um, girl under you. And G-A-Y stands for, for good as you. Um, but... G.A.Y. is a huge disco number. To me, it sounds like it could have been on like a qu- the Queer as Folk soundtrack. 
Um, oh, queer as fuck. And I do think, and I don't know if I, I am possibly making this up, and I would like some of my London listeners or in- English listeners to maybe comment on this, because I think that I saw Jerry Hallowell at GAY perform a Chico Let- Mi Chico Latino. And you think you were there? I, yeah, because I when I s- listened to GAY today, and also Summertime, which is the other B-side on the uh, track, I literally was propelled back in time. And I, I was like, I can hear her. and Because like, you know GAY is a club in London, right? I do. Um, I always we, see people performing at GAY. Is yeah. it a gay club? Yeah, it's obviously <laughs> a gay club. Um, but we had some really big headliners back in the day. Like when I was younger and I would go there, like I remember seeing Kylie Minogue in there. Like we had like legit pop stars playing. It was, it's quite a small venue. You are a hundred. And I do think she performed this at J1. How would you forget that? And why would you forget that? But it's like, everything is so merged together and it's all so blurry in my head. And it's was this your drug phase? Because that's what it no, sounds I've like right now. I literally have never taken a drug in my life. Thank you very well, much. Well, it sounds like you um, remember Jerry Hallow performing at a motherfucking club. Yeah, but it's like everything blurs into one. Everything is blurring into one. I had so many nights out there. Apparently. I can't remember. Um, but they were both stellar tracks, actually. And I think that all of the Spice Girls B-sides are all stellar. And often a B-side on an artist track is not so good. Um, so I think that, again, she was probably in charge of the B-sides. Well, I mean, the, the beach sides on the Spice Girls' first album are quite stellar. The ones on Spice World I are like a bit them. off. I like them. They are off. I like them. I will not give them a like. But I um, I know we're obviously in the middle of this and we tend not to take breaks, but I, it, w- I do want you to listen to those two songs because they're very good. You want me to listen to them right now? I think you should. And because one of them's got a very Amy Winehouse vibe to them. And the other one's a full disco song. And I think that they're great. And I want you to listen to them and come back and appreciate. That was a quick break. So thank you for making me listen to those songs because G-A-Y is pretty fucking Uh, fabulous. See, it's good. Yes. Like, good for a B-track. Now, I'm not sure about Summertime in the sense that you put Amy Winehouse in my head while I was listening to it. And I'm not sure I would have given it an Amy Winehouse. Uh, Who's the other person? Is it Shirley Bassey? You probably don't know who that is. Of course I know who Dame Shirley Bassey is. How dare you? you know what I mean? Like a Bond kind of like old 60s, 70s Well, it's funny that you said Bond because there's another track of Jerry's that I said sounds like a Bond theme, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) Okay, calm down. Um, (laughs) Um, But first of all, hold on because we have to educate people on who Shirley Bassey is. She did the two most famous James Bond tracks ever Diamonds Are Forever and Diamonds Goldfinger forever. Most people like Goldfinger more but I think I prefer no, Diamonds I think Are Diamonds Forever, are forever. It's I'm classically forever. beautiful Yeah it's a great song And she's amazing so how dare you think that I wouldn't know who well, she is Well only because she was from Eng- you know Wales I thought maybe you didn't know who she was I know that you struggle to f- know things across the pond I might put Shirley Bassey on my <laughs> diva wall That's how much I love Shirley Bassey Throw her up there Goldfinger <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before we deviated to the B-sides of um, Michiko Latino. Latino, John wanted to swiftly move on to Lift Me Up. And Okay, well, again, I have it. to complain that I couldn't find the music video for this one on YouTube. Oh, my God. So have you not seen it? No, but what I... Do you I, remember it? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Guys, I'm sorry. We're going to have to stop again. Because well, you're going to be so... Out of control. But like, I did find but I did find a live performance of it where she's dancing with okay. two men. Right. And they're doing this horrible, like synchronized like dance to it. It's actually the worst thing. One well, of the worst also, things I've ever that, seen. I mean, I haven't seen that, but that's a weird thing to dance to synchronize. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I wrote that down. Uh, the song is is 
fine. It went to number okay, one, listen, but it's fine. I think, look, I like the song, and I think at the time I remember really, really loving the song. I think it's, again, it's one of those things that depends the moment you're in. I think the verses are pretty weak, but the chorus itself actually is really good. It's a fine and, song. Yeah. Again, it went to number one. Lift it's it's fine. But... Again, when I was watching this dance, I was like, "Why the fuck are people? Why is she? Why are people okay. dancing?" Listen, so, you have to watch that, and I'll uh, find the yes, real but, video. So basically, I'll just give you a little debrief before we watch it, because then you're going to be like, "What the fuck?" But um, she's basically in a car in the desert on the lookout for somebody. Like she looks like she's searching for something for somebody. And so my interpretation of this is that she's on her way to find Emma, who is also stuck in the desert, wondering what. Took took Gemma so, so long. long. Like it's a whole story that I've built up. But then on the way to find Emma, Jerry has a situation. And I'm just gonna show John what that situation is and then we'll come back. So what did you think of the video? That was fucking crazy. I mean, unexpected. I have not okay. So again, you said the music video starts out nice, she's driving through the desert, great, 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 her car breaks down. I <laughs> did not see what was happening next. I couldn't I couldn't have written it. No, I don't I mean, obviously, it's a solid concept. Not saying it's a great one, but it's very, you know, specific. Well, I mean, she gets poked in the butt by an alien, <laughs> a small alien. And there's a group of small aliens kind of dismantling her vehicle. Mm. And then she befriends them. And then they rob a convenience store. Uh-huh. How is that, that uplifting? I don't know. I mean, maybe because they're just like in the middle of nowhere doing what they want. And then they just fly away. Well... <laughs> I mean, that music video is interesting. Very unusual. Really unusual choice. Does not go with the song at all. Not at all. And I can actually, I know I said the song was fine, but now I'm going to actually say that I don't really quite like that song very much. Well, I think because we've just listened to it like on repeat. And also, I John also showed me the music, uh, the video that he was referencing where she's synchronized she's, dancing with these two she's guys. She's doing sign language and synchro- and synchronized dancing. But it's the outfits. It's her long hair. It's the lip syncing. It's very It's very unusual. odd. The way it starts is odd. They're like, it's in a three-person embrace. Yeah. It's weird. It was weird. But we she do appreciate always, the, yeah. the sign language. I think that's nice. Yeah, that mean, is fitting with them. That video is much more fitting than the actual she, video. She does sign language a lot in her music videos, which I also have noticed. Um, she does it in a later at a, a later time. Good for her. Besides of that was Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die, which sounds like the name of a James Bond movie. There's going to be a lot of James Bond talk. You do know the song Live and Let Die, though, right? I don't. You no. do. I think it's... Is it Bon Jovi? Uh, not Bon Jovi. What's the... Live and let die. I don't know. That's before my time. Live and let die. I'm going to look it up. Live and let die. Okay. Well, not the way she does the cover of Live and Let Die, which a strange choice, but it's she actually sounds quite good Guns on Guns and Roses. That's who I was Or They Are Not Dead. And Live and Let Die is actually the name of a James Bond movie. So Okay, so we were all correct. <laughs> it's fine. Live and Let Die was the theme song to the James Bond movie. It's all coming together. Uh, okay, that makes sense. But not Jerry Hallowell's version. Not her version, no. no. no the, Guns the, and Roses. The Guns and Roses yeah, yeah. version. I see. But she, so I actually think she sounds quite good on the track. And then she does another B-side, which is very slowly, which has a real Spice sound to it. It sounds like a Spice Girls song all over again. So again, I think she's... It's more proof to me that she's continually spearheading... She was continually spearheading the songwriting for the Spice Girls. Well, I mean, nothing proves that to me more than the fourth single, Bag It Up, Aww. which, first of all, it's flawless. It's perfect. It sounds like a Spice Girls track. Um, I don't know about that. I Absolutely. Think it's, I know what you're saying because it's so much fun. It's, and it's so much fun. Like It's so much fun, but I... 
I think to me it's so Jerry. It's so Jerry. Like I can't. I wouldn't imagine where the other girls would even fit in this. Oh, song. she could have easily thrown them in there. Now I don't again, know. I don't know if there's a music video for this one. Oh, John. All are I you found. All me? I found was a live performance, which was. The, Amazing. The Brit Awards. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, that, to be fair, is probably more iconic than the vid- music video itself. Well, anyway. thank goodness, because she comes out and there's these giant inflatable legs and then Jerry's in the middle of them with, you know, 400 gay dancers. And she has the biggest hair that I've ever seen Jerry have. <laughs> Lip syncing, you know, amazing. It is a stellar performance, let me tell you. Like, and I remember seeing that. I remember watching it on TV. And I just remember thinking... Like, when she was doing this kind of stuff, you did forget, to be fair, that she was in the Spice Girls. She was so, like, of her own accord. And she was so, like... Well, I disagree with that because I think people like her... This is going to sound bad again, and I don't mean it to, but you'll always associate them with the Spice Girls, but I'm not sure. Like, the only one that I can take out of the Spice Girls and, like, see as like a serious performer is again, Melanie C. Yeah. But you're, you keep referencing everything as being so serious. No, no. But like, I'm just saying, I don't think Jerry would have, would have had a solo career, no. would have had anything without the Spice Girls. Yes. That's not what I'm saying. So I can, therefore cannot, re- I can't look at her and think like, Oh, there's a, that's a girl. That's not a Spice Girl. I don't know. No, I, yeah. But I, well, you're, I think you're taking it too literal. What I'm saying is, is that she did such like that, but again, that particular performance and that particular Brit Award show where she did bag it up, I think is so standalone that she, at that point, you can only just be like, oh my God, like this is Jerry Hallowell and she's amazing. Like that's, you're not really even she's thinking amazing. about, you're not thinking about the others because it was just a standalone performance. It's pretty iconic. No, again, she's a great standalone performer. But listen, the song itself, I absolutely love. Oh, it's a great it's song. So, I mean, it's so gay. It's so camp. Um, it's just as good It's like a, Michiko Latino is just a smidge better But it's such a good well, song Well they're very different songs f- Yes but I'm saying Bag It Up would almost be my favorite song If Michiko Latino wasn't part of Jerry's discography But let me just say that You don't necessarily need to go and watch the music video I can just describe it to, to you Excuse me <laughs> Having an issue um, I can just describe it to you So basically She has this product called Girl Powder so um, she's really leaning into the brand. She's really again. leaning into the brand. And she's basically formulates this. She's like a mad scientist and she formulates this girl powder. And then she goes, starts making commercials for it and then goes into a factory full of like, again, hundreds of gay dancers with bright pink hair, um, tight clothing, creates the powder, then sells it. And then you sort of see clips of Jerry using it on a guy. Well, yeah, it says girl powder administered in small doses transforms any male into an obedient domestic servant and also a sex slave. Exactly. And so basically that's what unfolds in the music video. That's kind of it. And there's like great dance routines. She knew her fucking audience. She really did. She knew they were like, we're all gay men and young girls. Like that was kind of just it, right? Um, But what, again, so I referenced earlier on about how Jerry, a lot of other pop stars do things that I think actually have come from Jerry Hallowell. Okay. <laughs> and so in this particular music video, she has pink bunny ears occasionally and the dancers wear like these pink bunny ears, but they're very Ari- Ariana Grande-esque. And I feel like Ariana Grande has stolen that idea from Jerry. Ariana Grande is a thief, so I'm not surprised. She's a thief. Stole um, Mariah's, trying to steal Mariah's voice, stole Jerry's bunny ears. 
I mean, Ariana probably doesn't even know that this exists, to be fair. No, I don't know, because Ariana posted something the other day when it had a, like a, she had a Spice Girl wedge on and she said something about the Spice Girls. Um, So she's, I think every artist is very well aware who the Spice Girls is. You can't. Yes, but not their solo careers. I don't know, you know, Bag It Up is an iconic song. Bag It Up did go to number one in the UK. As it should. As it should. Um, Just a little piece of information here, which is, Pretty much irrelevant to our uh, listeners, but I just wanted to bring it up anyway. But my very good friend, Tracy, she was basically like a Jerry reincarnate. Same height, also from Watford. They sounded similar. Uh, They almost actually kind of looked similar too. But Tracy actually had an amazing voice, like pretty amazing. Anyway, she was signed. She got signed briefly to a uh, record company. And they produced a song that was so similar to Bag It Up, it was the same people who wrote Bag It Up or whoever else was producing it. I can't remember the name. Absolute. Possibly, I don't remember the names. But the song was so friggin' good. And I kind of wish I could play it. And I, I, obviously I can't. But it was so Jerry Hallowell. And they were trying to like market my friends as this like kind of similar person. And I'm just such a... It's, I, I, that's just a piece of information I wanted to that's tell. That's a good piece like, of information. I know. It was just really cool at the time because like, I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is like back it up and this would do so well if like you if, if it was released. And then obviously it all sort of fell apart. But anyway. Well, as most things do. As they do. Now, as the B-sides for Bag It Up are two cover songs. Two cover songs. Two great cover and two, songs. And two cover songs that she does very well. The first one is... These boots are made for walking. Popularized by the famous Nancy Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is... Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Which, who sung that originally? You know, I actually don't know. I almost <laughs> kind of think it was Nancy Sinatra as well. Um, well, it's actually... It's up. it's a cover of a Spanish song originally, which is Quizás, oh. Quizás, Quizás. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know who sings that original one either. Well, but everyone knows that song in English yeah, and of Spanish. Yeah, of course, of um, but, but again, both tracks, I actually think she does a really amazing job on. And I think because her voice sits really well in this arena, like it's very talky singing. <laughs> Hello, these boots are made for walking is such a gay anthem. <laughs> of course she was going to do well singing it. I think Jennifer Love Hewitt might have also done a cover of this song for American Dreams. Do you remember that show, American Dreams? No. Oh, my God. It was like 2003, 2004. It was set in the 60s. But what was really cool about it is it was about Britney Snow was actually the star of it. And they would have um, she would she was like an intern at American Bandstand. So every week they would have like a different performer come in and cover like like Kelly Clarkson was on it as Brenda Lee. Lil Kim was on Jennifer Love Hewitt was on so many like of the like top performers from Ashanti, I think, was Dionne Warwick. Like it was such a, a cool way to like integrate like artists of the time with like a TV show, but they did an amazing cover of these boots are made for walking. And I think Jennifer Love Hewitt did that one and it was fabulous. Well, I mean, as a Jennifer Love Hewitt fan, I do have her music. (laughs) She was a, a, she she, was, she has some albums. She was big in Japan. Yeah. Well, I appreciate her music. So, you know, just saying. Um, So now listen, so what happened after this though? Because that, they were the kind of hits off of, uh, schizophonic schizophonic and there were some other songs on there that i just think that obviously we should just quickly run by songs like walk away goodnight kiss sometime let me love you someone's watching over you you're in a bubble someone's e- watching over me uh someone's watching over me sorry um, <laughs> somebody's watching me yeah no they were all um, they were all there's, I, there's all they're all I, pretty good i i 
they were fine. I definitely think the songs that we had as hits were obviously the best ones. Well, the singles were, she picked really good singles for She it. did. That was smart. But some of those are skippable songs. You're in a bubble is pretty skippable to me. Yeah. And um, Sometime I didn't like either. And Goodnight Kiss I didn't like so and much. And Lift Me Up I would have not made a single, but it went to number one, so what do I know? Exactly. Well, that uh, Aliens in Your Video will do that. <laughs> shall we take a break before we get to the second album? Yes, we shall. Welcome back to Wannabe, a Spice Girls podcast. And people should probably scream out there because we should be going a lot more fast. We are going <laughs> to scream if you want to go faster. The second album from Jerry Hallowell. And one hit us like in the face. Yes. So this was right after, you know, Mel B had released her solo album. Mel C had released her solo album. The Spice Girls had released forever. We were in the post Spice era officially. Yeah, with we truly were. We truly were. Jerry had been in it sometime. Um, but come 2001, they were all in it. They were all solo spices. I know we could. I can probably talk about this next song <laughs> for the entire segment. So let's let's try not to. No, no, we're trying not to because ultimately we, we both it's love it. The best song off of this album. It is, and it would be my favorite Jerry song if it wasn't a cover. So since it it is a cover. I can't make it my favorite Jerry song, but it is fucking phenomenal. I mean, so we're clearly talking about it's raining men. It's raining men. Uh, but do you know what? Interestingly enough, obviously this is such an old song and it's been covered like a million and one times. Sure. But for some reason, don't you feel like it's Jerry's song? I feel like it was meant to be Jerry's song. Yeah, and she does a phenomenal job in it. Like, now, the, I mean, the original by the Weather Girls is also like a classic. Oh, a classic, classic. But, Jerry, but if you were of a certain age and didn't know about the Weather Girls and then you ever had heard the Jerry one, you would assume that it was uh, her song. This is just one of those songs that's like bursting with energy I, every single like beat. And I lit, I, this is on my gym playlist and I listen to it every time I'm on the freaking running machine or the cross trainer, whichever. Yes. Because it is like so, like gives me all the energy in the freaking world. It pumps world. you up. It makes you just want to run yeah, faster. Yeah, and I just, all I want to do is sweat. Like I listen to it and I just want to be dripping with sweat Around a lot of men. <laughs> uh, I mean, who doesn't? Um, no, but it's particularly during this song. So, the, obviously, it's off of the soundtrack of Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones's Diary, the uh, first one, with yes. Queen Renee Zellweger. Cre- oh, she's not on your diva wall. She should be on my diva yeah. wall. That, that's a good one, Renee. Um, but what I love about... First of all, I love that movie. I love that the song is in that movie. Now, the music video for this song is a... I like it. I love it. I think it's amazing. Okay, I thought you were going to say yes. No, I love the music no, but video. It obviously references a different movie. It references Flashdance, mm-hmm. which I want to bring up because Jennifer Lopez, two years later, would also reference oh. Flashdance for the song I'm Glad of from the album so This yet Is Me another Man. pop star that's maybe witnessed Jerry doing something that's like, oh, I'm going to do that. Yes, even though, I mean, they're both referencing something Something that else. already exists, of course. But... Now, the thing that I was, when I was watching this video, I can't quite figure out if Jerry used a I, double. No. And so I was having the same issue. I th- I'm going to say yes, because only I know how much of a dancer you have to be to do those fucking moves. Like, Jerry's obviously like a talented mover and performer. She's a good dancer, though. Yeah, but John. That was intense. It was, was an like, intense dance. proper intense dancing. She's flipping. Yeah, like, and she's doing like specific like ballet moves as well, like yeah. during things that you can only do if you've been training for like t- 10 yeah. years. But she looked great. I mean, she's very, very like in shape. She's oh, fit. She's, well, this is around the era where she was doing all of the yoga DVDs. Oh, God, yes. Um, And she was very much like, I'm 
a yoga person. I'm fit. I'm blonde. Like she. Well, was she was still very. I mean, she hadn't even turned thirty yet at this point. So like. Oh well, she had age on her side then, because let me tell you, she, after thirty is a problem. True. She was twenty nine when this when this came out. Like she had that short blonde bob. She looked fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, when she performed the song in two thousand seven at the Return of the Spice Girls tour, was definitely a highlight. I think I've talked about this. How yeah. she comes up. There's like a huge thunderstorm. She comes up with an umbrella and like oh a little God, trench coat. She amazing. rips it off. The dancers are flipping her, twisting her, lifting oh her up. God. It is heaven. Oh my heaven. God. I'm so upset I never get to see that. Well, you will on YouTube because they never released it. Yeah, but you know, I'm going to get to see it through a grainy phone footage, bloody True. thing. True. 2007 grainy phone exactly. footage. Exactly. But this song is by far, aside from Machiko Latino, <laughs> this is by far my favorite Joey song, like party song. Yeah. It's freaking amazing. No, it's it's. Oh my god! I and of course, it. it's like a smart cover for her to do. It's very on brand. Everyone loves it. Um, even the music video, which references Flashdance and Fame, like it just she knew exactly which beats she needed to hit. Yeah, and she hit them all. And she hit them. All. She hit them all. Also, a little bit of information for you again. One of my dance teachers was in that music video, oh. and I remember being so excited because I was at college in two thousand and one at that time at that dance school, and so I remember when he. Would come in and tell us about filming the music video, and I was just in awe. And I was like, "All I ever want to do is be in a Jerry music video." Well, never I mean, was. you never know; it never can was. still happen. It could still happen. She hasn't finished. Shh, they're not finished. <laughs> so anyway, so that was the first track off of "Scream If You Want to Go Faster," and then of course she released the title track of that album. Well, yes, but also "It's Raining Men" also was the highest; it's the most successful solo single that she's had. Well, it doesn't surprise me. No. It doesn't surprise me. It's a cover. It might be the most successful Spice Girls solo single, but don't quote me on well, that. Well, let's people. not quote you. Um, but let's move on to Scream If You Want to Go Faster. Which I don't love. Um, I have mixed opinions of it. I think I remember liking it at the time. I don't think it's aged well, musically. No. I think, um, again, what she, she, I mean, she must have, she was so in shape that for this music video too, she's also dancing in her underwear, mm-hmm. like that really high cut underwear. Yeah. And she kind of looks to me a little bit like Gwen Stefani and a little bit like Charlize Theron. Okay. It's like a, a merger of yeah, the two. Yeah, yeah. But the song doesn't really do much for no, me. No, and I, I, I think if you'd stumbled across this song now, that you just absolutely wouldn't listen to it. But again, like I'm saying, it's it's one of those songs that at the time you had a feeling for, and it's a, it's not a bad song by any means. No, it's just a. And it is a different sound. and It was the lowest charting single of her career at the time. Oh, really? At number eight. Okay, interesting. Um, so I think... I think yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. There was another reference in this music video. Um, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider? No, no. This is, again, another artist that I think has done a little bit of stealing from Miss Jerry Halliwell. Who? Sia. Why does Jerry not show her face at one point? No, no, she definitely shows her face. So there's it's the whole scene where the dancers are in that kind of like weird town square kind of thing. And they're in white bikinis and they've got the black wigs on. And all the wigs are exactly the same. But the dance moves are so seer. And just the whole thing that happens in that sort of dance sequence, to me, it's like I'm watching a seer music video, mm. like very maddy. Um, moves and with the wig and they've all got exactly the same wig on and they're all in a bikini uh swimsuit sorry mm-hmm. like it just has sea vibes and you just i think you just cannot help but wonder if that ever comes into play you know like if sia just randomly ever just saw maybe. that and was like oh maybe i think sia is pretty pretty artistic well of course she's artistic and of course like anything people can have the same idea in a different yeah, way of but course. 
and just, there's a lot of coincidences here with other artists having very similar things that are appearing in Jerry Hallowell's videos. Because Jerry is an artistic genius. She is. She also said that the music video is kind of a Lara Croft meets Blondie. And Lara Croft's Tomb Raider was very big at the time. Like Angelina Jolie had just starred in the film. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew what Tomb Raider was. And in the music video shows that. Yeah. And Blondie, of course, is like an iconic band. Yeah, so yeah. Absolutely. I can see that. But again, the song doesn't do much Yeah, it doesn't me. do much. And... um. Uh, the B-sides kind of average as well. They had a very similar uh, vibes to These Boots Are Made For Walking. So she, I think she sort of latched onto that era a little bit with the song New Religion. Yeah, like I think that that's kind of it for that. Like it's not really anything too major to say about that. No. The album I do like though. It's it's quite a good album. Um, um, yes, I don't disagree with you. It's not one that I revisit very often no. personally. But it has some good songs on it. It does. There's... um. There's a song called Feels Like Sex, which reminds me so much of a George Michael song that I was like, did she steal that from George Michael? Is it a cover? Well, they were very close. Of course. They were very close friends. So, um, I mean, potentially. She didn't steal it from him. No, but potentially he had a little hand in it or she just, you know, took the vibes from him. Well, the third single was Calling, which... Again, I wrote down in my notes, sounds like it could be a James Bond theme song. And this is before I knew all the James Bond stuff that we've obviously <laughs> already talked about. Um, so do you like this song? I actually do, do. kind of like the song. Okay, yeah, it's, it's kind of a funny song. Like, I think for me, it's very mood dependent, which often is the way with a slow song anyway. But at the time, I remember loving it. And then I remember disliking it. And then when I sort of swung back to it today, I was like, oh. I love this song. Yeah, it's kind of good. <laughs> yeah. It's really kind of good. It's fun. Um, I mean, the melody's great. Uh, it has a really good melody. I think the chorus is really lovely. It peaked at number seven, so better than oh. Scream If You Want to Go Faster. But yeah. obviously, this album was far less successful than Schizophonic. Yeah. And it showed because after this single was released, she decided well, she to dis- take a break. She disappeared. She moved to L.A. She disappeared. Oh, I didn't know she'd she come here. She moved to L.A., for several months and just took a break from the music and industry. Fa- you know, fair enough at the end of the day. I think it's never an issue when people, artists take breaks from things and, you know, what have you. I think that's absolutely completely fine. But no, I'm going to disagree with you. Why? <laughs> because I think that's when you lose fire. I think there are so many successful artists that I think should not have taken breaks. Um, and I get, like, per- your personal life takes over, but, like, Gwen Stefani is an example who... Great with No Doubt and great with her solo stuff. But yeah. after she had the massive success with her solo albums, she kind of took a break and didn't do a, th- a third solo album for like 10 years after that. And it wasn't successful. Yeah, wh- Same thing with Fergie. She had massive success with that first album, went back to the Black Eyed Peas, didn't follow up her first album with a second album, took a break. And then nobody cared about the second album. Well, I think when I'm saying take a break, it depends how long you take a break for. Don't take a breaks i think a year this break industry is, is too fickle they will well, forget about you if you're not constantly working and that's what i love about mel b constantly working but she did kind of she was working kind of like she was doing things they just weren't necessarily like in the music industry not as much as I, well yes i mean if you want to talk about her being a children's author which i actually learned for today i thought that was quite no, fascinating I, I knew about that but that came later anyway but she but she she released a book in 2002 not her autobiography you're talking about her yeah yeah, her autobiography. They've all done but, autobiographies. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's not like she just completely disappeared off the radar for two years. She was still like in the public eye and doing a few point. things. Sure, not she at that point. She just wasn't releasing music, is what you're saying. 
Which is it's just, it's a shame. I just wanted more. No, and I think because we had such a good run of what she was putting out, it would have been nice for that trajectory to keep going on. But you're right. Like, you take a break, you come back, and sometimes it doesn't work out. No. And do we feel like the break paid off? Absolutely you- not. No. Even though I will say she released her next album was, um, what was it called? Passion. The third album, 2005. Well, she didn't actually release the album straight away. She released the... Single. She released a single in 2004. Which I love, by the way. It's great. Like, it's... So she released Ride It in 2004, which is like, for me, full on Kylie Minogue vibes. Well, actually, that's funny that you say that because I think the second single, Desire, is straight up. It sounds like a Kylie Minogue region. Well, I think this whole... I think that whole album has this Kylie Minogue vibe because of the electronic voice... A little um, bit. thing in it in a lot of the songs because she's singing a lot higher in these songs well, than that's, she yeah that's the note that I made too in Desire she sings very like, high pitched <laughs> like Kylie yeah she even references the word fever I know that's like a stretch but she references <laughs> the word fever and that is the name of Kylie's most successful yeah, album yeah but even Ride It Kylie did a Ride It song keep riding it or was that Danny Minogue I don't know but that sounds like you just sounds like you just sang Jerry's version oh how does Jerry's version go? I think I'm getting them confused. I'll yeah. be riding it. I'll be riding Oh, yeah. You're maybe a DJ. Seen. I'm a song. Yeah, Take yeah. me out and turn me yeah. on. Let your okay, head Okay, yeah. Maybe go. I'm getting them confused because we're talking about it. But um, no, but no. She, so the weird thing about this is because she released Ride It in 2004. And then for some reason, there was a huge amount of time before she but released But that actually happens a lot. The that, album. Yeah, but that then happens again, with a lot of artists. Is, I think that's a mistake. Yes. Because if you're going to release a song, which is actually relatively good, the music video was really fun. Well, you got Kylie vibes from the song. I actually get more like this could have been a song for Girls Aloud. It just has it it just it just has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. But Jerry kills it. I I love this song. I think it I think it was a great choice for a first single. I think the music video is a little bit all over the place, but in a fun way. So it works. for me. Yes. Well, it's like very campy and there's a lot of kind of. Actually, there's a lot of references to other things in it. There's even like a McDonald's reference, I which you know I, I appreciated. Know. I know. She was looking out for you. She was, as as always. Um, what I find funny about the Passion album is, first of all, the cover does not match the vibe of the album at no, all. No, it's very... Um, it's a very autobiography, cover, title, font. Yes. It doesn't quite work for me. It doesn't, no. It was, it was a weird choice for sure. But when we were listening to it just now, when you were very nicely helping me hang pictures, mm-hmm. um, I actually really like this the songs that I was listening to. Um, I'm on the fence about this. So I when I because when I was doing my research earlier and I was kind of listening to them, I was listening to them intently. So I was kind of focusing on what was being said. I was listening to like the musicality of it all, and I didn't like it so much. But then as I was here, and you just had it on in the background, and we were like doing things, more fun. I was kind of more like into it. You know, like I think I just took it less seriously, and I was just like, oh, this is fine. Like it's generic sounding for the most part. I think Desire especially is a great song off of the album. And of course, like it was one of the hits. Well, um, I mean, they well, weren't really hits when I say at that hits, point. I mean, releases like a single. Yeah, there were only two singles, Ride It and Desire. The music video for Desire 
It's good. She looks amazing. She in does it. look amazing in it. Yeah, it's and very office sexual harassment. Yes, uh, but also <laughs> when she that. um when she licks now that now that we talk about her borrowing from her, other artists borrowing from her, she borrowed from Madonna in this one. Okay, but that's fine. Everyone borrows. from Of Madonna. course, when she's on the table and she licks the cat food bowl or the bowl of milk. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, Madonna did that and expressed herself. Oh okay. And then Christina Aguilera probably saw Jerry's version because then she does that uh, and not myself tonight. Interesting. So everyone's borrowing from everyone. <laughs> well, that's perfectly that's fine. Kind of, it Divas happen. share. Divas do share. Un, uh, they don't like to admit it, but they do. <laughs> they share. They pull. Um, but yeah, no, this album as a whole, like I said, if I'm not paying attention and it's kind of on in the background, it's kind of fine. I did get a little bit, did great on my ears a little bit. And I think it's because the electronic high pitchness of it. I don't think it suits Jerry particularly. The high um, singing that she does doesn't doesn't always work for me. That's why I don't love Desire, but um, it's not a bad album. It's it's definitely better than than Mel B's and Victoria's albums. Oh, by far to me. Yes, I think so. I I mean, I'm still mm, no. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. They're also different at the end of the day. Well, actually, no, they're not because I think Victoria's and Jerry's actually quite similar. In I'm talking about Victoria's of... first album, not Victoria's unreleased album, which is actually pretty good. Okay. All right. That's fine. But I still am a really f- big fan of Mel B's album. Okay. Well, you're, you're, you and, and the other James are the only yeah. ones because <laughs> well, I think it's terrible. Well, that's fine. But with, um, with Passion, she also released a documentary promoting it titled mm. There's Something About Jerry. Stolen from There's Something Sorry About, about Mary. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is stolen. Um it covered her life and career and following her from Moscow to Milan and Britain as she prepares for a relaunch of her singing career. I mean, she wasn't gone for that long. This is, this is like, right. It came out like three years after the last album, which is a normal break for artists to take between albums. Uh, you just complained that she shouldn't have taken that break. She shouldn't have. I think that's why <laughs> make up your mind. Is it normal no, or is it abnormal? It's, I think three <laughs> years is normal, but when you take like a, like a five to seven year break between albums, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Like I think why Rihanna got so successful is because she released like four consecutive albums. Like right when she launched, she's like, I'm here. You guys are going to listen to me. Yeah, but then, I'm a machine. When then she hasn't done one for ages. Because so. she doesn't need to now because she's Rihanna. She's already established herself. Well, as I a, guess. But again, it's a different era. I think everything changed. And I think as well, I know that things are always changing, but if you think about Spice Girl era, like 1997, 1998, and then flip to 2004, 2005, like, there was so much change in that time. Like, our world changed as a whole very rapidly, very quickly. The Iraq War. (laughs) Is that that what you're referencing? No, I'm just referencing everything because I think, if you think about it, from 2004, 5, let's say, to now, we've been at a steady pace, like, technology-wise and all of this, that, and the other. And obviously, yes, we've had, like, different phones and things. Um, and the way we've listened to music has changed slightly. But go from like 1997 to 2005, they're wildly different. We didn't really have the internet that long back when the Spice Girls started. Like, really? By 2000, we were in full swing, though. Yeah, we w- but that's what I'm saying. So now you've got Jerry in this new era. It's kind of a different ball game. Like, it's hard to kind of figure out what we are supposed to be doing, how you're supposed to, like, yes. navigate the and, waters. But it should be said that they were all kind of all the Spice Girls were kind of flailing by 2004, Yeah, because I think the eras were just so different. Like yes. They've become su- so successful in a very different time and trying to modernize and be different and have different ways of 
showing your media and your artistry was has, was changing. No, of course. And honestly, in retrospect, thank goodness that they were all flailing in a way because that's what led to the reunion. 2007. That's what led to Jerry coming back. That's what led to the reunion tour. Exactly. That's what led to this moment now that we're about to do. Mm-hmm. So in a way, everything happened the way it should. Exactly. Exactly. But so... Let's just think about this, though, because obviously passion... Did, did you tell me what how passion uh, was received or anything? Not Did you give any well, of those stats? Would you like the stats? I'm just curious, just to see where it leads us to. Well, for the UK albums, it peaked at number 41, okay. which is horrible. Yeah. And that's kind of... Well, we have a top 40. It was a commercial disappointment, peaking at number 41 with only 5,432 copies sold and charting for only one week. Mm. That's a shame. But it did manage to become a moderate hit worldwide, selling over half a million copies. Well, that's pretty good. According to the Daily Mail, though. So uh, take that. Who knows? Take that however you want they, to take uh, that. That might have been why she did page three. So anyway, so then she kind of went quiet for quite some time. Um, obviously, not well, as a solo artist. She became a mother. Bluebell Madonna. Yes. Very, very happy with that. Um, <laughs> obviously, because of the Madonna reference. Yeah, there. yeah of course. But the name Bluebell sounds like a little cow. Um, well, it's a. I think it's a very. I wouldn't say it's a traditional British name, but it's a very British flower. It's so very, I kind of get it. And it's. <laughs> it sounds. I mean, it honestly sounds like she should have released like with her children's books, like a lullaby album, the way Jewel did. Like I think that would have been I very on brand have liked for that. that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Bluebell. She did what Australia's. Well, you're kind of skipping ahead a little bit. I I'm think. skipping way ahead. You're skipping way ahead. So let's just. I'm going to just do this bit briefly. I'm not talking about the reunion tour now. No, we're skipping on from that. So after the reunion tour, it kind of went a bit quiet. And then 2010, she promised that she was going to come out with new music. Then we got to 2011, and she was still giving everybody the promise. Obviously, nothing was occurring. Then 2012 happened. They did the re-reunion. The re-re-reunion of the Olympics. A quick little reunion. Um, And then she ended up on X Factor in England. She did X Factor uh, in England. Was it no. X Factor England? It might Australia. Have been Australia. Sorry, Australia. She was on it with Danny Minogue, right? I don't know who she was on with, but I know they didn't really like her. Well, which is interesting because I actually think she's quite a good presenter slash host. I think she's quite interesting when she's talking. It was again. Australia's Got Talent. No, no, that came later. Really? That was 2013. So I think that I'm right. I think she maybe did like a couple of episodes of X Factor England. She did. She, well, she was a guest judge. Okay. So she so, only did two appearances there. That's it. Okay. Well, it's still an appearance nonetheless. It's not the uh, same. But that was in 2012. And then in 2012, October time, she did actually perform solo uh, with Phenomenal Woman, which was a breast cancer charity song. Great for her. Which would end up on her other album. <laughs> which one? Playlist? No, no. The fourth album. The fourth album never came out. It was unreleased. I know, yeah. but what I'm saying is, is that Phenomenal Woman and was on the album track list. Yeah. Um, but that was, she hadn't performed for a long, long, long time. And so she ended up at a breast cancer charity thing and she ended up performing this Phenomenal Woman song, which I actually quite liked. Um, I don't know if you listened to it. I didn't. I didn't um, listen to any of the unreleased fourth album well because it's I, not as legendary as Victoria's unreleased second album. No, it's second not, album. but I still wanted to give it a listen to oh, anyway. And she scrapped the album anyway. She said she didn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, of course, but I still wanted to listen to it. But in 2013, she did do She did song. do Australia's Got Talent. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, but she also released a single finally called Half of Me. Yes, she did, but that was an Australian release 
only. Well, the song's actually quite good. The music video is available. Mm, the I, music video is terrible. It kind of looks like a Gap ad. Well, once again, she's doing sign language. I didn't notice. Yeah, she's doing sign language. But I like the song. I really do. It's kind of fun for me. I. It was okay. To me, um, it's, she looks great. It's very Australian. And I know that it's an Australian release. She was working in Australia at the time. But I don't love it so much because to me, it has a lower production value. And I don't mean to offend the Australian listeners. I know that we do have some because um, we do DM about the Spice Girls quite a lot. Love um, you, Australia. <laughs> we, I love, my brother's living in Australia at the moment. Um, so I don't hate on it, but their music and industry is not very prevalent. Let's Didn't be they give us Kylie Minogue? They gave us Kylie Minogue Keith and Delta Urban. Goodrum. Keith Urban. But, th- you know, those... I just don't know. To me, it has an Australian sound, and I didn't love it so much. I actually like the song. I think it was great. I it don't think it would like have been successful, um, clearly. <laughs> um, but it had a bit of a. Charity, I would have liked to see. I would have liked song. to see a little bit more from from that era. But that's also now been what six years. Yeah, and that's long that's time. It. We ago. haven't. We had, you know, of course, Jem tried. Jera, Emma, and Mel well, B we tried had, to come together. We. I do want to just touch on this because uh, the big Jerry fans are going to get annoyed if we don't. But she, in 2016, she did have this fourth album, "Man on the Mountain," that she kind of wanted to release, um, and then of course scrapped. I did go onto YouTube and listen to all of the tracks because I'm just a better host, than yeah. my fellow host John, and. There was only what I felt was one good song was called Deep Down. To me, that was like it had a Jerry sound to it. I kind of liked it. The rest of the album, let me tell you, John. First of all, the cover looks the cover and one of the tracks on it was very Sound of Music. Oh, I love the Sound of Music. <laughs> I know, but it didn't go. It didn't fit. It had a very um, ethereal, religious. Oh, I'm looking at it. Well, you know undertone. she. She was agnostic, but she did become a Christian. So maybe that's uh, why. Oh, because there was a lot of references to God and Jesus. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. Um, in 2015, so she that. married someone new. And then well, I can't remember <laughs> his name right now. But That's okay. <laughs> no, I should know this. She married someone by the name of Christian Horner. Oh, of course. And, and, now he's, a race, and he's yes. a race driver, right? He is a Red Bull Racing Formula One person. So, sure, whatever that means. Um, Formula One, I assume, is cars. But yes. she unexpectedly got pregnant again, which kind of put the halt in the whole gem, which for the best, probably. Yes, absolutely, for the best. But uh, her second child was born in 2017. So she's... Oh, so she's still, like, young mother. Like, less in, like... A young child, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not so young of a mother, which is fine. Um, a son named Montague George Hector Horner. Very British. I love the name Montague. It's so British. It's so Romeo and Juliet. Um, it's perfect. But I, I will say, Jerry, as a mother, I do really appreciate. Like, when she uploads her stuff on Instagram and stuff, I think it's always so cute. And she's seems really engaging and all of that sort of stuff. Sure. I, I mean, it's funny that they're all mothers now, all the Spice Girls. I know, it's so weird. But Melanie, see, I always forget that she's a mom. I think she was the last one to become a mother. But we've had this discussion. It's because she's the only one that doesn't show her children. She never shows... Children? Does she have more than one? A child, oh. whatever. I don't know. She never shows she, anything. But, like, she never even talks about never. it. Never. That's it's why the, I'm like, I keep I know, forgetting. It's the weirdest thing. Because I remember when they performed Mama at the Return of the Spice Girls oh. tour before she had a child. She's like, oh, ladies, you're all mummies now. Blah, 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 <laughs> she blah. She doesn't talk like that. I want to see what's going to happen this time. 
They're, I don't know if they'll bring their children out. Well, they better perform Mama is all I care oh, about. Of course they're performing Mama. Of course Mama. they will. You fool. So that was kind of the end of Jerry's music career. After For now. Fourth album. But she, you know, she did a lot outside of the music. She had her books. Obviously, we've mentioned about her children's books. She's had her autobiographies, which, of course, they've all done. They've all done documentaries. Um, she did try and pull a little bit of a posh by someone into the fashion industry very briefly when she teamed up with Next, which is a UK retailer, who I love. And she did a swim li- swimwear line. Well, she was in the best shape. She also did those exercise videos, exactly, as you mentioned. Exactly, yoga videos. And then she was really big in the um, charity, philanthropy world. Philanthropy? Yes. You know, she was an ambassador. She did a whole documentary about, um, remember it was like Jerry's World Walkabout. And I, I kind of remember bits of that where she was like, I, I'm assuming in Africa. <laughs> Because, you know, there's a lot of charity work there. And she was, like, in the fields. Very Princess die in the fields. In the fields. In the mines. So, let me get this right. Her fourth album is... Are you saying it's, like, a Christian album? I, I'm not saying it is a Christian <laughs> album. But it was heavily... It was heavily different to all of our other albums. It has a lot of Christian undertones. And, uh, you know, our listeners out there may have picked up on this by now. But John is Catholic. <laughs> And has a very religious, you know, he's very into his religion, which I, you know, respect and appreciate. But on the flip side, he respects and appreciates that I don't believe in religion (laughs) at all. And you don't have to. Um, Whatever works for everybody. Exactly. Whatever works for everybody. But I will say that if you're going to make a religious album, maybe just check your fan base. (laughs) But issues going through a different era. I don't know. I just think it was a weird move. If she'd have made a full-on Sound of Music uh, soundtrack, then I would have been on board. But as soon as the weird religion undertones, it kind of threw me off. Well, we'll see. As long as she's still, like, I think people get worried when they hear, like, it's a Christian album because I, they worry that she can't still be sexy. And, like, Christianity and sex are not mutually exclusive. You can be both. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm like, I'm don't, I'm not saying it was a Christian album. I'm just I'm saying, just saying No, I'm just worried that, like... I don't want her to, to like not be Jerry when we see her. But the, this, I, I didn't know any of that information that you said about her gaining this new religion. And I wonder if that is coming into play with how we do still see her now because she had just come across. And again, well, I mean, she's almost 50. She's 47. So that's fine. So Madonna is how old and she's still very sexual. Well, Madonna, that's true. So but I'm just saying, Jerry... No, but what I'm saying is is if she's taking this religion bit very seriously, because we are getting a very ethereal, ethereal, um, you know, holier-than-thou kind of person. Getting a holier-than-thou. I thou. think that that's how she's coming across. No. I, well, first of all, I never hear her really speak anymore. Um, oh, well, I do in her Instagram Well, clips. yes, but in her Instagram, she's not being holier-than-thou. No, well, you. she's just being herself, of course. But when... I'm just saying, like, when we're seeing the lineup now with... You know, even the f- the picture you mentioned last week, where of all four of them, the picture that I hate, the picture that you hate of the yeah. reunion tour, and she, like, the, with the Jerry aspect, I'm like, I need the ginger spice. I need the ginger spice. Well, I mean, Mel B did reveal that she had sex with her, so I guess she's. Well, that hopefully maybe unleash the beast because let's unleash that beast. I need ginger spice back in time for this concert. I'm telling you now, I'm gonna she be will livid. Be back. I'm gonna be livid. Livid. Well, I think that's all we have. I mean, it brings us up to speed. We really obviously went to town on some of the songs and, you know, bled through a whole other bunch of stuff that 
everyone's going to be like, you didn't focus on this. I know, didn't. but please, again, we welcome feedback. And Tell listen, us what we're I missing. love it when we get like bits of information even after the podcast. Yeah, exactly, because like, then I can find new songs that I haven't heard before. Exactly, and somebody tweeted at us today um, and said uh, they were listening to the Forever episode and had found right back at you a demo online, which is more of a pop version. Uh, which they were going to release at a different time. Unfortunately, it was obviously a UK link and I couldn't click on it and oh. watch it or listen to it. So I don't know what it sounded like, unfortunately. But I like it when our, our listeners do this. I do this too. And tag Please us continue to do so this. If you disagree with us, that's fine. I don't care. I just want to hear from you guys. I love all the new information you guys bring to our world. Yeah, it's great. Now we must wrap it up because I'm sweating. I know, it's very hot and I'm starving hungry. I need to go and sort dinner out. So listen... Thanks for listening, guys. You can follow us and keep up to date with what's happening on our Twitter, which is at Spice Girls Poddy, P-O-D-D-Y. And my Instagram is Mr. James Stapes. And mine is John Raphael 12. And my Twitter is Mr. James Stapes. And mine is at John Raphael. No 12. (laughs) No 12. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good one. And we shall, you shall listen to us soon.